You are listening to Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. So today I'm on the phone with Dasha Smolenswa with Artisan Kombucha based in Perth, Ontario, Canada. Hi, Dasha. How are you doing? Hi, Ian. Very good. How are you? Good. Well, I, I am very pleased to talk with you, uh, to profile you on Booch News. And I understand that, um, you know, you originally emigrated from Russia as a 17-year-old. And then with your husband, when did you start uh, the company, Artisan Kombucha? So Artisan Kombucha um, really started in 2012 when we purchased land outside of Perth, Ontario. Perth is a small town near Ottawa, and Ottawa is the capital of Canada. And we um, purchased the land with the uh, goal of creating a sustainable homestead. Um, and kombucha was one of the products that we offered alongside all the products that we grew and offered at the farmer's market. And then fast forward um, to 2016, when we made the decision to solely focus on kombucha, as we saw the greatest potential we had the most fun with kombucha. So in 2016, we registered Artisan Kombucha as its own business entity. Um, so we, we say everywhere established 2016. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know that you grew up with kombucha in Russia. Your grandmother, like many uh, Russians, you tasted it as a young child. Um, but when you started selling it in Canada, I think you mentioned you, you sold it together with other products was the was the reception for kombucha did you decide to go into that because you saw that there was a positive response to kombucha in those days in 2016 mm-hmm. yes i mean uh, we've done um in 2015 and 14 we did uh two farmers markets one in perth which is the smaller town and then we did one in ottawa which is like the, the big capital so we definitely were met with a lot of um, genuine interest and demand in our homesteading products. And I have to give all the credit to Sebastian, my husband. He has such a like creativity and just genius um, when it comes to creating flavors and when it, co- when it comes to perfectioning and really refining flavors and tastes So the way he makes food is just incredible. So he was able to uh, you know, take this old traditional recipe of kombucha brewing, and he was just tweaking it and tweaking it and making it just lighter and better and more flavorful and more interesting. And then he he and I really started getting into tea and how to brew tea properly and how to um, drink tea ceremonially, how it was traditionally drank in, in China and Japan. And um, experimenting with different ways we brewed lucid tea experimenting with different loose leaf teas as well, led us to discover that kombucha really can be this refined, crisp, delicious beverage that's very easy to drink. Um, and nothing like the brew that I grew up in Russia that was very like over sour, over, you know, harsh, very, very medicinal, and you just kind of had it by the tablespoons and, and no more. Um, so, so the process of um, refining the kombucha, the process of getting it out to the market and seeing people's demand increase. Um, we were also very lucky and fortunate to get a lot of support from the government agencies that um, encourage um, sort of local producers and artisans and we've got a couple of grants to keep on uh, to keep on expanding um, along with the commercial kitchen so there was a lot of very um, sort of beneficial um, steps along the way that helped us grow very quickly I would say. 
Yeah, and you did mention flavors. I, I was going to ask you about that because I saw on your Instagram, I think recently you posted that you had an endless range of flavors and there seemed to be, what, like more than a dozen fruit and different flavored kombuchas. Do you do a large range of flavors uh, in the year? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so we are incredibly creative with our flavors. Um, first of all, we draw our inspiration from the season and what's seasonally locally available when it comes to fruit and berries and roots. Um, and then we also love challenging our uh, customers who love our kombucha to give us ideas of flavors that they would like to see. And so for the farmer's market, we really bring a variety, it's like at least 12 uh, different flavors, 12 to 14 different flavors every time we bring to the farmer's market. Um, so we're super creative when it comes to that. And it was very interesting because uh, about two years ago, we actually signed up with um, an agency called Launch Lab in our area and they mentor young entrepreneurs. And one of the things, the main things that our mentor, business mentor want us to do is actually narrow down our flavor choices. And he said that, you know, if we wanted to be more efficient and grow, there's no way we can keep on offering 20 plus flavors to the market so we we narrowed down to our six seven staple flavors that we wholesale to help with stores grocery stores coffee shops restaurants you name it um and those are like our seven staple flavors and then um the more unique flavors like uh, you know seasonally inspired those we carry in our shop north folk cafe and as well we bring to the farmer's market and we offer like as just like a little um, curiosity thing to keep drawing back customers to us and try something new and be so just enticed with the new flavors. Yeah, yeah. And another good segue because I, I saw you in July of this year, the end of July, you opened North Fork Cafe. Is that, uh, that's a tap room where you serve kombucha on draft, but is that true? And also a range of foods? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so just like everywhere else in the world, world COVID um, has brought a lot of different changes to all our business models and um, COVID for us the lockdown happened in March um, and then we were fortunate enough that uh, you know locally we were greatly supported by our customers and we didn't see a decline in our production or sales we actually grew 30% during COVID lockdowns even though we lost our wholesale accounts and um, as sort of events continued to develop, we saw an opportunity to take over a coffee shop that did close during COVID. And um, the coffee shop, um, sort of just to backtrack for one step, we also during COVID lockdown started quickly offering um, foods and beverages from our friends, other local makers. And we called it the bubbles and bites boxes that we delivered to Ottawa and surrounding areas. That went super well. People loved our curated food boxes. And so when the coffee shop space came up for, uh, for rent uh, or take over, we felt like it would be such a beautiful platform to sh keep showcasing other local artisans that we believe in and plus open up our expanded tap room and just have our personal space where we would be free to do whatever we wanted to. So that's what North Folk Cafe is. And um, like artisan kombucha, our logo is inspired by my Russian heritage. So it's the Slavic pagan uh, symbol of protection. And North Folk Cafe, we chose the name North Folk is because um, I am Siberian and I live in Canada. Um, and so we are people of the North, the North Folk. <laughs> so kind of always trying to tie those things together. 
Oh, so it's North Folk, not North Fork. I thought it was fork like you eat with. It's folk like people. <laughs> no, it's F-O-L-K, like people of the North. I got it. I got it. Well, uh, yeah. And, and so despite uh, local COVID restrictions and regulations, do, you, do they allow people to eat in? Or do you, is it food to go and drinks to go at the moment? So, I mean, we went through a couple of stages. So we went through a stage where it was takeout only and we were fine with that. Our model has always been like, you know, you come in and you choose your selection of, of coffee and food and kombucha and anything else you see in the store and then you just um, leave. However, in the latest month or two, they've allowed indoor seating. So we have three tables that are um, that are spaced properly and people come in and sit down and, and sort of have drinks on site and food on site and then uh, moving forward I'm not too sure like the <laughs> things change so quickly I know right now Ottawa and Toronto are on a new imposed restrictions where you're not allowed to sit in a restaurant anymore but um, so far we are on the sort of outskirts of Ottawa are allowed to do so um, our model is again we are less reliant on the seating that's not where most of our sales come through our sales definitely come um, through people just coming in, uh, getting stuff, seeing what's available on social media, coming in for that, ordering. Uh, we do a lot of deliveries. So we're, we're yeah, we're definitely more um, like a flexible, versatile model versus like just focused on the seating. Yeah, and so I was interested, you did mention in passing that when COVID happened since March, you actually grew your revenue 30% despite losing wholesale accounts. So was that a mix of home delivery and, and what else would you attribute that to? Were people buying or looking for kombucha as a, a way to stay extra healthy in this time? Well, I think there was a combination of a lot of different things. I mean, um, I was actually just reading an article yesterday about how uh, during COVID, the demand for organic foods in the States and then I'm sure in Canada too grew by exuberant amount. Um, so with us, we have spent um, a conscious effort the last years of cultivating um, a very dedicated, loyal following. We invest in our customers. We shower them with attention. We really are transparent about everything that's going on with artisan and, and just in life in general. So um, we have this strong following of raving fans who, yes, love our kombucha, but they also love artisan. They love everything we stand for. And they really feel being part of our community. So when COVID happened, all those people just doubled up on all their orders, sold their friends, um, really made, uh, you know, more of an effort to support us. And then when we collaborated with local makers to bring in the bubbles and bites, um, that just, uh, you know, people were just so fascinated with the concept and they love that they can now discover new foods and discover new makers and then order that to their house. So it's just a model that really spoke to people. And we were like, we could barely keep up. There was just so many orders every single week that came for that. Um, yeah. yeah. So mind you, when the restrictions did loosen up and people were able to leave their houses and, you know, the restaurants started opening up, we definitely saw a decrease in um, how many like boxes or kombucha individually was ordered but then at that time all our wholesale accounts opened up and our sales increased you know it's always like a pendulum swing so our sales went back up uh, into the wholesale and people have you know gone back to the familiar places where they used to buy artisan kombucha in wherever they live 
So yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to, to hear your opinion, Andasha, because you have an awful lot, of, you say, of direct interface with the customers and the farmer's markets and the cafe and in home delivery. In the four years or five years you've been in business, have you seen any development in terms of the type of, if you like, the profile of a customer? Is it, has it stayed with the people like maybe the early adopters, the millennials and people into the health food or is it broadening uh, are you seeing any change in the type of customer you're serving these days yeah um you know what to be honest with you our type of customer has always been consistent and i i bet you if you spoke to many other kombucha companies they will say the same uh the driving force behind not just artisan kombucha but like economy as general like, is as actually women over i want to say 34 35 years old um, these women care, usually they have families, they usually care about their well-being, they care about their family's well-being, and they really are the ones that want to invest um, into, into uh, not just healthy food, but their communities, and they see a certain type of world that they want to invest in. It's not just about artisan kombucha or healthy food, they, they kind of see it all as a package. They want to make a difference, they, pro- they have a stable income or their family has a stable income and they want to support things that bring, that make a better world, whether it's artisan kombucha or other local artisans or farm fresh products or farmer's markets, it all kind of, you know, or more sustainable choices, it all kind of becomes one thing um, for them. So like little pieces of the puzzle. And, and for us, artisan kombucha, the reason why we're winning in that regards is because um, we speak their language. We, we, you know, we cater to those needs and then we um, we really communicate with with our um, customers as you know we really support them we check in with them we know them by their names so all of, like the customer service on our end is definitely um, spectacular <laughs> to say the least and people really appreciate that they really love it like we become friends with our customers yeah so it sounds like what you're what you've grown there then in Perth which isn't Perth, Australia. I didn't know there was a Perth in Canada as well, but now I know, is um, a strong local brand. I mean, you deliver as far away as the capital Ottawa, but it sounds like you're, you're not, your goal isn't to like, go into all of the provinces or, 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 or really wholesale through distributors. Is, is anything like that in the plans, or are you, are you happy growing at yeah. You know, what's interesting is that COVID, uh, funny enough, COVID has really shown something very interesting is that kombucha, even though, you know, a year ago, everybody was like, oh my God, the craze, uh, the million dollar company is like, let's get in there as soon as possible. Distribution, world distribution. And that all collapsed um, in the like first half of, I want to say COVID. It was really, really like all these big companies that grew really fast they all kind of collapsed because the the customers they um really sort of uh, answered the call like you we need to we need to help our local economies we need to help our local producers and we need to make sure um, our local communities are taken care of including our, our local artisans and producers so the local artisans and the local producers actually saw and the local farmers and the local csas um they all saw you know a hundred percent jump in demand for their products versus the bigger companies they all kind of went eh, 
um, you know, they all, they all suffered majorly from uh, disruption in supply chains, from, you know, very little demand from the grocery stores and so on and so forth. Um, so moving forward, like there's definitely a place for big companies, but as the world is moving towards such as zooming on the hyper-local approach, um, I feel like we are very um, blessed and wealthy and fortunate in, in the community that we do have. And we want to just keep growing within that community. We don't really have too many plans of expanding across the nation because um, this is just, that's just not part of our business model. We just want to take care of people who are, again, in our communities and uh, want to take care of our family and friends. And, and that's sort of the goal. Um, everything beyond that, how I see ourselves growing you know beyond our little artisan kombucha in in ontario is through education is through workshops things that we can do online um things we can sort of use virtually to to expand our message and reach more people but not through necessarily shipping our product across so so just like switching the focus from the physical product to um a, a more product that can be distributed widely through the virtual space and support other people and other companies that way. Yeah, well, it sounds like you've done a great job in the last few years growing a, a new company there and serving the local community. So thanks so much for talking with us today. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.